and welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Pamela Robinson, and I am so excited once again to have you join us here in the virtual space and in the audio platforms. You know, the Lotus Flower Podcast has a theme which says it is the flower that blooms in adversity that is the greatest of them all. That theme is actually the epitome of what the Lotus Flower signifies. On the podcast, we invite guests to come on and to share their stories of resiliency and of having gone through different things in their lives that has caused them to bloom and to blossom in spite of adverse circumstances. Well, you know, tonight we have a guest that has a story to share with you that will let you know how the Lord can take someone that may have experienced adverse situations in their life and take that situation and turn it into a heart of a servant. Only the Lord can do something like that. Now we're sharing this because we want you under the sound of our voices to know as well that the Lord is no respecter of persons that just like he did for my guest tonight, he'll do the same for you. One thing that I know about the Lord is that he loves you and that the Lord wants you to know that if you find yourself in a place where you're feeling rejected by those that are around you or you're feeling abandoned or you're feeling like nobody cares and nobody loves you, well, in the scripture, in Mark chapter 2, verses 5 through 17, it tells us that Jesus, he was having dinner at the Levi's house. These were tax collectors and sinners, and he was eating with them. And then Jesus and his disciples, they were there at those tax collectors' houses, and there were also Pharisees there that were eating. And so they were amongst the sinners eating with these people. And some of us as Christians might say, well, why were they doing that? But the Lord wanted to connect with people that oftentimes we think are not worthy of his presence. Well, our guest tonight knows something about that as well. She knows what it means to serve those that society considers write-offs. My guest tonight, none other than Quatina Alfred, Quatina Allred. She is a resident of Middleburg, Florida. She serves in ministry in Jacksonville, Florida. Ms. Q is the mother of two beautiful daughters, and she is the grandmother of one little boy. There were times in her life that she was facing challenges, but she knew that she needed to make a change for the better, and she realized the only way to make that change was to rely on the Lord's help. So she used what I call a divine intervention, and she gave her life over to the Lord fully, even though she knew the Lord as a child. But as a woman, she realized that she really needed to begin living totally for the Lord. So in giving her life over to the Lord, the Lord took an unfortunate situation and transformed it into one that produced servanthood. Ms. Q has gained a true and genuine heart to serve her community. 
more specifically, she serves as a worship leader in her local church, and she serves the unhoused people in her community faithfully. Miss Q is a witness that in God's economy, if we want to be great, having a servant's heart is key. I'd like to now welcome my special guest, Ms. Q. Thank you for joining us this evening. Hi, thanks for having me tonight. Yes, would you greet our guest? Hi, so I'm Q, all red, you can call me Q. My name's Quatina. Um, I was invited by Dr. Uh, Robinson to join the show and just talk about some of the um, experiences that I've had serving with the unchurched and the homeless community. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I allow my guests to choose the topic for the podcast and to choose the title. And I see that our title tonight is A Heart to Serve, Season 3, Episode 11. Ms. Q, can you tell us why you chose that particular topic? Yes. So I chose that topic because it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, serving has come to me slowly, but it has come to me through adversity, like you were saying before. Um, I've been through a lot of things in my life, and I believe that um, a lot of things that you've been through in your life, God's preparing you so that you can help somebody in certain situations that you've been through to be able to serve them too. And it's over the years of experience and life experience that has gotten me where I am to be able to do what I do. Yes. And when you say that, when you're out serving those people that are unhoused and all, tell us a little bit about some of the serving experiences that you've had. Okay. So um, right now what we're doing is we're part of a, a ministry. It's run by um, Bill Clayton and his wife, Kathy. And so basically what it is, is it's called a He Said Go ministry. And it serves the unchurched and the homeless. Um, and we meet under a uh, bridge. So we meet downtown um, in the Riverside area under a bridge. And they serve food. We have worship and then they have the word. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when you say under the bridge, where is that located? And what it's, city and what state? Okay. So it's in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's right under the bridge at Post and Margaret Street. So people are actually outside. Absolutely. Out Absolutely. In every kind of weather you can think of. And yeah. so when you say every kind of weather, that means even through the summers, winter spring and fall right absolutely so they're out there rain or shine it does not matter mm -hmm. to them they are there to serve they have people that walk two to four miles every sunday morning just to come out there and hear hear the word of god get some warm food in their bellies mm -hmm. and just be loved on by people that actually really love them now tell me if i was to come on a sunday morning to a, one of the worship experiences. Tell me how it will start from the beginning all the way to the end. How does that look? Okay, so on a Sunday morning, typically they start about eight o'clock and they start serving food. Um, anyone can come and they can help serve the food, um, serve drinks, help. There's actually a chair ministry, which is awesome. People mm -hmm. go and they hand out chairs as people come and walk up. They make sure mm -hmm. that everybody has a chair to sit in, that they're all comfortable as much mm -hmm. as possible in any kind of terrain or weather at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, they serve food. And that's when they bring some really good barbecue. We have a lot of local people that support it. They bring... Mm -hmm. um, really good food. They mm -hmm. serve them for about a half an hour. Then we start worship. We'll have guest singers come through. We've had people come play the 
um, guitar, the piano, different types of instruments, even acapella. Oh, and good. So they lead worship. And then what they do is they um, have wor the word. It lasts about 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, then they open up the, the trailer. They have a big trailer and they open up the trailer and then they hand out clothing, toiletry items. I've seen them give oh, away God. generators to people um, mm -hmm. in the cold tents. I mean, you name it. Anything that can help the community, they've they've really done a great job doing that. And um, when you're there, do you, I know that you are a worship leader, right. which is a beautiful, beautiful voice. Thank you. Do you actually sing as well when you're I there do, at the ministry? I do. Yes, yes. So whenever I go, I typically have a song or two. I'll pray about what God wants me to sing that morning and and usually bring some worship with me. Absolutely. I know when I when I first met you at my cousin, Pastor John Sanders Church in um, Green Coast Springs, Florida, which is only about half hour from Jacksonville, if that, I was just really touched in my spirit by the beautiful song when you came up and sang Thank and you. all and i was just taken back by that i said her heart seems so pure that i've got to really get to to know to know her i just felt such a connection with you and when i reached out to you you know and spoke with you i saw that not only were you a beautiful woman on the outside but just beautiful on the inside as well the spirit thank and you and so i i thank god for for utilizing you and your life now, tell us a bit more about some of the service servicing experiences that you had. And I know you have one experience you said oh, you yeah. definitely want to share with us. Yeah. Um, so about three weeks ago, um, I went to the He Said Go ministry under the bridge. And I was out there and I would have to say it was about 55 degrees. And I remember that morning very vividly that I woke up and... I was thinking, oh man, it's it's gonna be a cold one. So we all bundled up. We went out to the ministry. We got out of the vehicles and we were freezing cold. And my daughter was there. Uh, she's 13 and she loves to serve too. She serves okay. the food when she's there, mm -hmm. she loves it. Um, so we made our way up to the front. We got the sound ready, the sound check ready, all of that. Um, and we, uh, it was freezing. It was mm -hmm. absolutely freezing. Okay. And I remember my friend looking at me and she was like, this is insane. You know, like okay. this is crazy <laughs> that we're out here. And I remember being humbled by God that very second. And God spoke to me and he said, you know, these are my people and they mm -hmm. live in this 24 mm seven. -hmm. 24 7 and at that very moment i was so humble and i remember turning around and there was a gentleman sitting there he had a walker um the kind that you sit on and he was sitting on it and he had just a towel around him and mm -hmm. he was in shorts and a short sleeve shirt i looked down on his feet and he had sliders on his feet oh, and wow. he didn't even have socks on it was just feet and he had band-aids on them a couple toes were wrapped and you know paper towels and and i just it really spoke to me and i just thought to myself you know i am so blessed to have what i have and whenever it's cold outside i definitely think about them absolutely hey. think about them amen so just it just really took you back to look at the gentleman oh, yes. And he was there, just just there, worshiping the oh, Lord. Oh, he was so happy to be mm -hmm. there. He didn't care. He didn't. Mm -hmm. He didn't feel it at all. He was just so happy, and and he was so excited to get the warm food that they were giving him and the hot coffee that they were giving him that morning. He he mm -hmm. didn't even feel. All he felt was love of God. That's what he was there for. Yeah. So those yeah. that are listening and and or watching this evening, that that is a word for someone to for just sure. know that we've got to be grateful for the what the lord has given us yes because you know we 
if it had not been for God's grace and mercy, we could be in the same predicament as that gentleman or even worse. Sometimes in life, we take things for granted because it comes so easy to us. But I thank God that, you know, sometimes he will allow us to see into someone else's life and we can start to appreciate, you know, right. the little the little things that we do have and all. So I appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah. And Dr. With Robinson, us. the only thing is, is that that's only the tip of the just the tip of the story. I mean, we don't even know the things that they go through on a daily basis. I mean, they don't have a particular place that they're allowed to reside. They have to move constantly. They're constantly being moved. They have to plan, mm -hmm. you know, their days around the weather or, you know, how they're going to get their next meal or, you know, mm -hmm. just safety in general. I mean, they're in downtown Jacksonville and, you know, there's no protection at all. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a fraction of the things that that we don't think about that they have to, you know. And some of these unhoused people, sometimes they even have children with them. Don't oh, they? absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple there that have a, a newborn baby. Oh, my. Yeah. Outside and out some elements sometimes that aren't so good to be yeah. out in, but yet still they're there. And you all are giving and showing the love of the Lord the hands and feet of Jesus serving. Yes. yes. And and that is just just amazing and all. Now tell take us back a little bit when you said to me as we when we first met and we talked a little bit over the phone, you kind of shared with me how your love for serving others was cultivated. And as I read in your bio, of course you always had a love to serve even when you were a little girl but you probably didn't know exactly what it meant and that it yes. really was a call. The right. Lord had a call in your life. So tell me when you were a little girl and you were serving, how did that look as a little bitty, as a little person running around trying to help, help out maybe your mom, your grandma or help at school and things like that. What were you doing then to point it to that you were a servant? I would have to say that God gave me a heart of being a um, empathist and with that being said, I could read people and I could feel people's emotions. And anytime I was in a room, I was constantly connecting with people in a way that they didn't even realize was going on just to, to feel the needs or feel the feelings or emotions that people were feeling at that time. And mm -hmm. a lot of times, and for a while, I actually, um, I didn't embrace that. I felt mm -hmm. like it was more of a like a burden, but I realize that it's actually a gift and mm -hmm. a lot of people have it. A lot of people don't know how to tap into it. Um, but I remember as a child seeing people in need and it's, it's mm -hmm. not necessarily just the homeless. I'm just talking about people in general, people that are hurting people that, um, are going through depression, pain, mm -hmm. heartbreak, things of that manner. You know, I've always keyed in on emotions of other people. So mm -hmm. with that being said, it's always driven me to serve. And mm -hmm. as a child, I always worried about if someone had enough food to eat or someone was being taken care of or feeling loved or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it was a burden, even as a little child that right. the Lord was dealing with you. And right. then in, and then in your teen years, when, mm -hmm. you know, all teenagers, not all, but most. For sure. Yeah. Most of us, we want to go out and do our own thing. We want to be with our friends, hang right. out, have fun. We're not thinking about somebody else and serving and helping and all. We're just self-centered. Most of us, not right. all teenagers. So right. if there's some teenagers that are listening. I'm not saying oh, I was you all of that way. teenager. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so Don't tell us how. Wrong. So tell us how that looked, being a self-centered teenager. Okay. What did you do? So, <laughs> being a self-centered teenager, um, it it's hard looking outside yourself sometimes, especially when life hits you. You know, whenever mm -hmm. you're going through winning the popularity contest or yeah. being accepted by others or always feeling like you have to be the cool kid or stuff like that, you know. Even though I went through periods of that, God always kept me in the mm -hmm. forefront of his heart and mm -hmm. always kept me 
humbled in that manner that I would always still be able to to feel the needs and the the needs of others, you know, always being able to tap in and connect with people, you know, sharing a smile, offering mm -hmm. help, things like that. Now that that um what you told us about that, you know, you have that like a premonition that you could feel people's emotions and that you you had a burden. Was were those things still yet there? Even though you know we go through times in teenage life that we might be a little self, not a little, maybe a lot yeah. self-centered, you know. But did you still have that? Because sometimes those things are laying dormant and um we just cannot do what other people do, like being as rude, being as nasty, being as sassy, and wanting right. to be so self-centered because there's something on the inside of us that won't let us go as far. And that's the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, can you speak to that? Because there's someone that's listening that's going through just that or that that wheel and they want they don't know what's going on. Why can't I go just that far and be so nasty and snotty and just don't care? Why can't I? So tell me, why couldn't you possibly go as far as some of the other kids did that just didn't care when so you think about it? I can tell you from my experience and, and just going through, I worked with the youth a lot. Um, in the past, I was a youth group leader for about three years. Um, I mm -hmm. had about 25 kids. And okay. just going through that, I can honestly tell you, and they wouldn't want to hear this, is it's a complete facade. And it's actually them protecting themselves from something that they know inside that they have that they mm -hmm. just don't understand. And whenever okay. you're a teenager and you're going through that youth, you have all these hormones and all these things mm -hmm. speaking to you, friends, mm -hmm. social media now these days. I am so glad that I wasn't around for social media. That's <laughs> to be right. honest with you, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, but um, truly it's a facade and a lot of it is just, um, there's inner feelings that they just don't know how to work through. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and tapping into those feelings is, is hard as a teenager. And it's mm -hmm. a lot of times something that people don't know how to do. Now, who in your life, when you were a teenager, actually helped you to understand maybe what, what you were going through or who was influential in your life to kind of keep you on the straight path? I'll be honest with you. A lot of times it was, um, going to youth group meetings, um, going with friends that I knew went to youth group, I would want to go to youth group. Um, just spending a lot of time praying. I journaled mm -hmm. a lot as a teenager. I still do. I write mm -hmm. notes, you know, okay. I'm constantly journaling. And to be honest with you, um, being a teenager, being young like that and going through experiences like that, making sure mm -hmm. that you write a, a prayer journal, um, seeing things that you write down coming to fruition is mm -hmm. so important. And whenever you're going through issues like that, writing things down, you're actually working them out yourself. Right. And seeing them, you know, come to life and making sure that you keep a journal, staying in tap with God, constantly praying. I mean, I've, as a teenager, I prayed a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. Yes. Yeah. And when were you when you were praying that you believed the Lord was hearing your prayer? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Did you, did you see some results? I was actually unchurched as a child, um, mm -hmm. but I went to church with friends and family that I knew went to church. I would spend the night at their houses on Saturday mm -hmm. nights, knowing that mm -hmm. I was going to be at church with them, staying at my cousin's house, going with them, going with the neighbor. You know, I always mm -hmm. had a burning desire to just know more, you know, be mm -hmm. more active and to to just feel God. You know, the Spirit's always been with me. That's that was the Holy Spirit. Then we talked Absolutely. about having having that to, you know, been able to discern what people's feelings were and their emotions. Even as a child, the Lord had his hand on your life even Absolutely. then. Yeah. And then you're wanting to be at the friend's houses. And so that in the morning on Sunday morning, you know, you are going to be at church. Yeah. You were, you were actually advocating for yourself, you know, yeah. making sure that you are going to be able to cultivate your relationship with the Lord. 
So then when things might have happened in your adult life that maybe weren't as favorable, the enemy could only go so far with those things because you had the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Right. And the Lord the Lord was protecting his, his person, you, that he right. loved dearly. You know, yeah. so as you went through some things that were unfavorable in, in your life, can you tell me how the Lord showed up for you at those times? Sure, absolutely. So what I really wanted to, to kind of reel in and connect everything that you just said was, is, you know, the enemy has told me for so long, even whenever I was in my teenage years, that I wasn't worthy to serve, that mm -hmm. I didn't know enough, that I, you know, I sin, you know, no, I don't have to convince anybody that I sin mm -hmm. or that I mm -hmm. have sinned mm -hmm. because we all sin and we all far, right. fall short of the glory of, of God. Glory. We're going to. And if we were perfect, then why would we need a savior? I mean, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. right. If we oh, want to be real, that, that's, that's it right there in a nutshell. But um, the, the enemy has always told me that I couldn't serve and that I couldn't have a heart to serve. And it was something that I constantly fought, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and it's something still today, you know, mm -hmm. the enemy tells people all the time that they, they don't know enough. They're not, you know, they're, people have so many gifts that they just don't even know what it is. You know, right. they haven't tapped into those gifts. Everyone, mm -hmm. everyone was put here to serve, right? We're here to serve. And mm -hmm. Um, something that I really wanted to focus on too is in my bio, you wrote a servant's heart and it was talking about the difference between a servant and a slave. And yes. when you wrote that, I meditated on that all day because that is oh something my. so real. And it's something yes. that, that people really need to like really draw into. Um, yes. Yeah. So you had written that a servant is a person who who meets the needs of others, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and yes. a slave is someone um, that is, uh, you said every slave is a servant, but not every servant is a slave. Exactly. And exactly. that that is so strong in, in the words that you wrote and mm -hmm. that it's um, that a servant submits to another and that they're loyal to their master voluntarily. Yes. yes. So I really want to focus on that for just a minute because I feel like someone that's watching here tonight really mm -hmm. needs to hear that. And they really, mm -hmm. someone needs that word. Yeah. So why don't you expound on it a little bit more? Why did that touch you so deeply? Well, it touched me because um, I, I am a servant of God and I know mm -hmm. that I'm a servant of God. And mm -hmm. all of us are, we just don't know it, at what level it is that we serve or what, what our gifts are or what it is that God wants us to do. And so finding that gift and finding out what it is that God has placed the burning in our hearts to be is what we really need to tap into. Mm -hmm. um, we're not slaves to God. And right. so um, with that being said, God doesn't make us slaves. And it's kind of yeah. like that whole worthy thing, because whenever yes. you um, like a slave is a prisoner, basically. Right. Yes. right? And a yes. servant is someone that's loyal to their master. So yes. finding out what you're loyal to mm -hmm. and that kind of draws us off of the topic, but still keeps us focused on serving because mm -hmm. you need to find out what you're loyal to. You know, how people, I'm sorry to mean to cut you yeah. off, but how, but by the way, that thought dropped in my head in this is how would someone find out what they're loyal to? Well, finding out what you're loyal to is, is really focusing on what it is that you give your energy to. Okay. So that's, there's people that are loyal to their friends. There's people that are loyal to um, positive things like serving in your community Mm -hmm. um, serving in, in your church, serving mm -hmm. family, um, the mothers at home that are serving their family being stay at home moms. And then there's people that are loyal to things that aren't healthy, say, right. um, 
like drugs and alcohol and all those different things, finding out your loyalty and figuring out what it is that you're, because being loyal to things that are unhealthy or toxic are mm -hmm. actually being slaves to those things. That's right. Instead of being in a serving heart of something that's positive. Exactly. Exactly. That That is well said. Well said. So finding out what you're loyal to means what do you give most of your time to? Right. And that will point you right there. Like Target, you know, if you had a bullseye and you were pulling back that, that arrow and you go, whoop, and you hit the bullseye, that will take you right there. Now, once you do find out what you're loyal to, then how do you begin to actually cultivate that and have the Lord actually utilize it to well, become a, a servant? Whenever it comes to finding out what your um, what your spiritual gifts are, is something that's really mainly between the person that's serving and God. It's finding out what it is that He's He's called you to do, um, whether it be helping the unchurched helping the homeless, uh, singing, you know, I talked to someone that does the welcome ministry and that's mm -hmm. something that they felt that they needed to do to help them recover from something they're going through. Um, mm -hmm. just delivering a smile to someone that, that needed it. You know, mm -hmm. it's people don't realize, and this is, a huge concept that a lot of people don't realize, but a lot of people are living in depression and anxiety and all these things, mm -hmm. but tapping into serving really mm -hmm. helps draw you out of those things. That's because right. whenever you're, um, and this is something that you're probably uh, really great at understanding because with you being a mental health therapist, that is something that you deal with on a daily basis. But it's whenever you're taking your focus off of yourself and you're placing it into serving others, it helps you with depression or if you're going through a hard time, even illness. Um, I've heard of people that have been diagnosed with terminal issues, having a true heart to serve and helping them get through the anxiety and, and all those different things. So Focusing on others, taking the energy off of yourself, being loyal to serving. Taking the energy off yourself, meaning right. you've got to be selfless. You've exactly. got to have it. You've got to really care more about others than you do about yourself. Now, I know there are times in, in our lives, however, that we just maybe just don't feel like helping anyone. We might oh, be yeah. just tired and really we're taking care of our children, working yeah. and all of that. And it gets to the point where I'm like, Lord, okay, now I'm ready for someone to take care of me. Now you yeah. laugh when I said that. So yeah. there must be times in your life that that happens. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's times that you do need to, to take a step back and take some time for yourself. Yeah, okay. definitely. And, and you know what guys, people that are listening, and or, and or watching, that is okay. We've got to take care of ourselves in order to be able to serve anyone. First and foremost, you've got to take care of this temple of the Lord. And then you can serve others, you know, richly and more productively. And if, and the Lord isn't requiring us to have a perfect life. None of us, and I heard Miss Q say that none of us are going to be perfect until we go off to heaven. So the Lord, we don't have to use all these excuses that I cannot serve because I know I'm just not good enough and all. And but you are good enough because God made you just the way you are. Now, Jesus was the was the greatest servant of them all. We know the story in the Bible that talks about how Jesus, you know, how he actually washed the disciples feet when when he washed their feet in John chapter 13, verses 14 through 17. He was showing a servant's heart. And he so said, Lord, happy is he who does that. That's right. And yeah. he had to humble himself. Absolutely. Imagine washing someone's feet. 
in the back in the Bible days, they they didn't wear shoes. They and they walked through these roads that sometimes maybe even had animal feces on the road as they walked, and it was dusty and sandy and all. So it was custom for them to when they went to someone's house to have their feet washed. So you know it was a custom. So back then, during the last the Passover feast, Jesus actually utilized that time to actually wash the servant's feet. And he showed us what it meant in Matthew 20, chapter 20, verse 28, what it means to serve and, and to serve someone and wash their feet. That's a very lowly part of the body. Right. And that that lets us know that there's that we've got to be willing to to humble ourselves, though, because we can't look like I'm going to go out and serve and I'm not going to get dirty. I'm not going to, you know, put myself out of my comfort zone and it's just going to all go my way. But when I want to serve, then I have to be willing to do whatever, what thus saith the Lord. I heard Miss Q said she goes out in, that, in those elements under whatever condition the weather might present when she's at the uh, ministry at He Said Go Ministry in Jacksonville. And so I wanted to encourage someone tonight that's kind of a little bit on the fence about maybe serving that you've got to really get outside of yourself though and humble yourself in order to go forth into serving. Now, Miss Q, tell us a bit about your ministry goals at this time. So we have actually, um, I, I spoke with Bill um, in depth about what it is the vision that he would like to see with he said go ministry and mm -hmm. basically what he wants to do is start a push out so okay. what he's doing now is he's stationary where he is underneath the bridge and he wants to do more of a push out so he would like okay. to see uh plants of other ministries under that he said go ministry, but doing something similar in other areas of the community that actually uh, move around and serve in different areas. Um, mm -hmm. Serving near your home, like within a mile mm -hmm. from your home. Just mm -hmm. when you say his, push, push out, meaning going away from under right. the bridge and he into said other go. parts. He okay. said go. Okay. <laughs> Basically is is what is what he really wants to see happen. Okay. And um when you um are there and you're worshiping, can you tell us some of the songs that you might sing to bring the people into the presence of the Lord? Um so one of my favorites and the one that I've gotten pretty much a lot of response from was the song Redeemer Savior Friend. Um that's just speaking about how um, feeling unworthy and that song really focuses on Jesus as your savior and your friend. And, and no matter what it is that you're going through, or no matter what it is that, that you've done, that he's still your redeemer savior and, and your friend. And that's, that's probably one of my favorite songs. It is. Is it, is it a song that can be sang acapella? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. I have a beautiful song that I love. It's called I'm Coming Back to the Heart of Worship. Oh, I love you that one. Michael W. Smith, actually. Yes, yes. I love that. I love that song. I traveled wow. and I traveled and um went to a lot of his concerts in the area. Anytime he was within <laughs> five hours I was there. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I love that song. So you know what? People don't know this about me, but most, some of them probably do. I'm ex I sing a, a, just a little bit myself. And then you sing just a whole lot. So we should probably do a line of that song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship and see how it goes. We can do it acapella. How, what do you think? Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'll let you start. Ready? Oh, I'm starting. Uh, or, well, no, we'll start together then. Okay, okay. people, we did not prep for this. <laughs> this is spirit led. That's okay. True. Ready? And and also, I'd like to greet our guests. I see that we have several people that are watching tonight. And so, welcome you all. 
and enjoy our song. It wasn't planned. This is all spirit led. Ready? I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. And it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it. When it's all about you. And it's all about you, you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. And it's all about you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. Beautiful song. Now that. Yes, and that's that's a part of developing a servant's heart. Why? Because sometimes, like I said, the Lord wants to test us and see, will you get outside of your comfort zone and do right. something that wasn't prepared? Right. That, you know, I didn't prepare for that, but I was willing <laughs> to do it, you know? Because so anytime that God, it, people people need to realize that whenever God calls you to minister no matter what it is no matter where you are he's going to give you what it is that you need whether it's the words whether it's means whether it's um monies whatever it is at that time um mm -hmm. he's going to provide that yes yes he will and we've got to believe that because we are not serving serving ourselves we're serving him and if mm -hmm. i'm serving him i have to follow his lead and, and when I'm following his lead, I've got to say, yes, Lord, let your will be done, no matter what it might be. And that, and I'm so grateful that people were able to witness us, you know, going forth and sharing in song. Even this evening, what we're doing and coming forth and sharing tonight, you know, we're not coming under a script. We're just really letting the Lord utilize us as instruments because we want to reach the masses and let them know that the Lord can take something in your life that might have been unfavorable at a time and turn it into ministry. I know with my own personal life, many years ago, you know, I went through a situation in my first marriage that resulted in, in divorce. And it was the biblical divorce and all. The Lord took that situation, you know, and he turned it into a ministry. He did. He took a painful situation that the devil thought that he would destroy me with, and he turned it into ministry for others. He took my pain and utilized it to serve other people. And that's why I'm sitting here today. So we want to encourage those that are listening under the sound of our voices that don't think that what you're going through tonight is just for naught and it's just to destroy you. It's actually building muscle to help you to be able to walk in the calling that God has put on your life and all. Now, I want to talk with you a little bit further too about your own personal ministry goals. I know you talked about the ministry goals that of the He Said Go ministry, which is amazing that they're gonna go from under meeting there under that bridge and they're going to go out into the community more. Mm -hmm. But what is the Lord saying to you at this time in your life, Miss Q? that your ministry goals are, how does he want to stretch you even further? So I believe that God's working on something um, really cool. And um, one thing that he's been working with me on is a ministry kind of in itself. It's been kind of funny, actually. It started off as kind of a little joke, but I do some Q-tips of the day. And what they are, they're uh, daily challenges or personal challenges or little tidbits of information that I put out on the web, um, just challenging people to do something for someone else or challenging people to work through emotions that they're going through or different things that they're dealing with. Um, so I'd really like to, to work on that, the Q-tips of the day, and also just finding things here locally. Um, I have a friend that has a piano it's uh, 
Todd and the Golden Piano. Hopefully he's watching tonight. Um, we are in the making of starting a ministry where we um, push and we travel around and we do some um, witnessing and ministering through music. And he's a prior worship leader. I've been in worship as well. We'd like to collaborate and do some ministry in that manner, having um, people bring bongos, letting the unchurched and homeless have their ways of serving with us on a Sunday, bring uh, tambourines and maracas and different things and just allowing those people to share their stories, you know, get to know people, letting people be heard. People love to talk about themselves. And there's a lot of times whenever you're dealing with a uh, homeless or unchurched uh, that, that aren't heard. So allowing them to be heard, tell their story, allow them to share what God has done in their lives and letting other people see those experiences and be able to use that as hope for themselves, hopefully. But that's, that's some really, um, what would you say, goals that are now goals. And when you talk about the Q-tips for today, yeah. what a cute, what a cute <laughs> title. You. Wow. Did you come up with that yourself? I did. And um, how can our podcast listening audience find Q-tips of today, of the day? Um, so actually it's on TikTok. It's under Sunkiss Q, um, but they can find the Q-tips there. And also every once in a while, I'll share them on Facebook. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's so really there are challenges of buying someone a coffee or giving someone a compliment or, you know, just doing something nice. You know, there's mm -hmm. one that um, that I got a huge response from. It's that hurting people hurt people. It's something yes. that I heard a long time ago. And it's something that mm -hmm. that's really spoke to me and something that I try to keep in mind, especially when I'm dealing mm -hmm. with people that aren't so lovable. Um, yes. I just keep trying to remind myself that hurting people hurt people. And, mm -hmm. and that's just their only defense that they have. Um, and just loving them anyway through it. That's you know? great. That's great. And um, also, when I spoke with you a few weeks back, you told me that outside of the going to the He Said Go ministry, that you do things for the unhoused yourself. In terms of taking food to them, maybe taking clothes to them. You have certain people that you look after. You literally go and find where they are and look after them. Right. Like they're guard, like they're angel. So why don't you tell me tell us a little bit about that and how that looks in your life? So in my local community, there's homeless and and people don't realize that the population is very broad. And a lot of times um, they're just in the light in the shadows. Nobody really sees them, but they're there. And I've always kind of had an eye for seeing them. If there's a homeless person, I'm always going to find them or yes. God sends them to me or tells me where they are. Um, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple in particular um, is one, his name was Johnny. Um, I, was constantly bringing him food and constantly uh, bringing him dog treats because he had a dog that was with him. And um, I would constantly make sure that he had food, make sure he had shoes because the homeless mm -hmm. love to trade. They love yes. to trade food, they <laughs> clothing, uh, shoes, bedding, any kind of item that you could think of that they do, mm -hmm. they, they trade. So mm -hmm. basically stocking his stock of trade um, okay. so that <laughs> he can have what he needed, oh. giving um, gift cards of local restaurants, McDonald's, Sonic, things that mm -hmm. was in walking distance. Um, one thing that people don't think about that a lot of times homeless need is Motrin, mm -hmm. aspirin, Tylenol, mm -hmm. water, um, power bars, things like that, you know, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. making sure that they have those things. Yes. Have you ever had a time where you felt um, threatened or afraid or, or scared or anything like that when you're out serving 
unhoused people. And I want to qualify this because people will be watching and listening that I am not saying that people that are unhoused are dangerous because they are not. 90% of the time, they are not people that are going to do anything to you. They can't help it because they are in an unfortunate situation. So I want to make sure we make that plain. But there are times that maybe something could occur. Well, unfortunately, Dr. Robinson, you're very correct. There are um, times that I have been in in situations that I probably put myself into that I shouldn't have um, just to be able to help or serve someone that was probably a little bit dangerous for me to be around. But I can tell you honestly that when I go out and I do stuff like that, I put on the full armor of God and I just go for it. You know, I roll my window down and, hey, need something and it's probably in situations that is a little risky, but like I said, I just put on the full armor of God and just trust that, you know, he's got me. That's good. That's good. And he said, God said in the Bible, it says that greater is he that's within us than he that is in the world. The Holy Spirit inside of us, he will protect us. And he gives us common sense. He's going to protect right. you. And I know you plead the blood of Jesus over your life before you even step out of your home and ask the Lord to encamp his angels around you. And he has given you this assignment. And so he's given you provision for the assignment. It doesn't always have to be monetary provision. He's given you the protection that you need and right. you walk in your anointing. God takes care of it. So before we come to a close, because you are a mom of two daughters and a little grandson, how do you pass down the um, attitude and the the and also just your love and passion for serving others to your to your daughters and then now your little grandson? He's just one, but eventually he's watching you guys. How do you pass that down to to your family? So, so I have two daughters that absolutely love serving. Um, they both have pretty much grown up watching me get into situations where I've been um, giving to homeless people. Um, Both of my children are very in tune like I am. My 13-year-old daughter will be like, Mom, that guy right there. Like, do you have anything (laughs) like, you know, or can we pray for him or anything like that? It's it's them seeing a serving heart. And I honestly Mm -hmm. believe that within seeing my serving heart, they too have a serving heart. They both Mm -hmm. have a heart for others. They're both empaths as well. (laughs) And what do you mean by empaths? Tell me what that. So basically you take on the emotions of other people and it's almost like you make that connection with them without even talking. You feel their energy, you feel their needs, you feel their emotions. Mm -hmm. I see. And um, how how do you do you intentionally want your daughters to have that servant heart to the degree that you actually sit down and talk to them about what it means and you make sure that they do it? Or do you do you allow them to choose whether or not this is because one of them is like a little preteen and one of them is certainly an adult. So do you allow them to decide if this is something they want to do in their life? Absolutely. Um, my older, my older daughter, she has a true heart for, um, helping her friends. She has really been a huge impact with praying with them, anointing them. She asked me for anointing oil two days ago. Hey mom, you have the anointing oil. Oil, I need to anoint and just doing different things like that, which is amazing. Um, thinking that maybe I had a little part in that is pretty cool. Okay. Um, okay. And then my youngest daughter, uh, she has a huge, huge love for um, the elderly. Oh, and nice. yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's truly going to serve in something working with um, the the older people in doing like we can't go out to eat, and there's a someone sitting by themselves eating alone and I will look at her and she's literally in tears and I'm like, go sit with them, conversate with them, Caitlin. They probably would love to talk. Oh my precious. That is so precious. Well, good. Well, I appreciate your coming on the podcast this evening and sharing 
with our listening audience and with those that are watching because we're both audio and we've covered both video at this time on YouTube and then streaming live on the uh, audio platforms. Before we do come to a close, though, I wanted to ask you one more thing, if you can yes. do with, with me, and that is... I would like us to do one more acapella song. Oh, Every, <laughs> everybody okay. knows that I'm trying to get her to sing, you guys. I see that. <laughs> everybody knows that it is, yes, Jesus loves me. See? Okay. Now, we all know that, don't we? Yes. So, yes. So, and the reason I want us to sing that one before we close, and then I'll have you give us your last minute comments, is that I want people to know that Jesus loves you, especially those that are might be down on their luck or unhoused or depressed or feeling like though they don't have anyone, their back's against the wall. Just know that Jesus loves you. Okay, so go ahead and let you start and I'm going to follow you this time. Are you talking about like the yes, Jesus loves me? <laughs> yes, just a little one. A little cute one. Cute one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is it the Jesus loves me, this, this I, I know, know for, for the, the Bible, Bible tells me so. Little ones to him, him belong. They, they are weak, but he, he is, is strong. strong. Yes, yes, Jesus, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the, the Bible, Bible tells me so. so. That's I should great. have done the the uh, sign language. Okay, we can do it now. <laughs> oh no, no. I don't know okay. if I remember it. That's going way back as a child as a child. Yes, that's a cute little song from childhood, but it's a song that will always ring true. Absolutely. In our hearts that he loves us for the Bible tells us so. Now, Miss Q. Can you share with us any last minute thoughts or comments that you might have for our listening audience this evening? Yes. Um, so I want to challenge everyone. Um, and if if you could just meditate on this, because like I said earlier, everyone is put on this planet to serve. And we may not be in a time in our lives that we feel like serving is possible. It's almost like that whole saying, um, oh, I can't have kids until the time is right. You know, mm -hmm. time's never going to be right. Mm -hmm. And time right. is time. And time is going to be lost. Mm -hmm. And you may have an opportunity to, to, to witness to someone, to serve, doing something that could possibly save them mm -hmm. and keep them from damnation. And that mm -hmm. is huge. That is life-changing you could change someone's life so finding out and just tapping in my challenge to you is is finding out what it is that you can do to serve whether it be buying someone a coffee and telling them to have a blessed day or um door ministry you know mm -hmm. greeting people tap in god needs you god wants you and yes. if you feel like you're unworthy, let me just say, you probably aren't, but through God, you are. So <laughs> tap into that, figure it out what it is that he wants that you, uh, he needs you to do. I mean, look at uh, Peter and David. If you look mm -hmm. at them, they were so unworthy, but they mm -hmm. were the men after God's own heart and That's they right. served. And so be that person, you know, tap in. Find out what it is that God really, really wants you to do because people are lost and dying mm -hmm. and God needs you. God they, needs you to serve whatever it is. People need to feel loved. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And Absolutely. thank you. And thank you for being our special guest this thank evening. Thank you so much for having yes. me. It's such a huge blessing to me. And ha having you here has really blessed the masses. You never know 
who will be watching or listening to this podcast in the months, weeks, or days to come. And they could be thumbing across their TV screen or thumbing across their desktop computer or on their phone, and they could be getting ready to possibly do something to themselves or even someone else that's not so good. And just hearing your words, Miss Q, could cause them to change their mind. It could actually speak to their spirit in such a way that it could turn them in a whole nother way. We never know how the Lord is going to use this podcast episode. And so I thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to be my special guest this evening. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. And um, would you mind closing us in prayer? I would be honored to do that. And then I will follow up with the prayer after you and we will close out for the evening. Thank you. Sounds wonderful. Lord Jesus, we come to you now so thankful with humble hearts, Father God, that you were able to to have this podcast that it could bless others, Lord, and that you could use it in a way that that is mighty and in a way that that you could um, to just reach people across the world, Father God. Um, I was told that this ministry is worldwide, Lord, and there's somebody listening that could possibly use what it is that they've heard on this podcast or any of her podcasts, Lord. And we just ask that you would use this ministry in your way to have your will, Father God. I'm just so thankful that you were able to hide me behind your cross, Father God, that you were able to give us the words to speak, Father God, that something that we've said tonight may give someone the burning desire to get to know you, to know what it is that they need in order to to witness or minister to someone that's hurting, lost and dying, Father God. We just ask that you... um, let someone that heard what we said tonight, um, just let them meditate on whatever it is that they heard that that piqued their uh, interest, Father God, that, that it would just grow in their hearts like a seed, Lord, and that you would use it to the betterment of your kingdom, God. Or we just ask that you be with us and, and have your will in our lives, Father God. May um, you use us all in a special way, Father God, and help um, and grow this ministry um, that that doctors got doing this podcast, Lord. Let it continue to grow and be a witness to someone, Lord. We're so thankful and humble, Lord, for everything that you do in our lives. And we just thank you and ask you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. And thank you, Lord God, for another day. Thank you, Lord God, for Miss Q for how you have graced her with your goodness and your mercy, Lord God, that how you have strengthened her heart, Lord God, out of an adverse situation many years ago, you took that situation and you, Lord God, used it for your glory. Even though when she was a little girl, Lord God, she knew that you were tugging at her heart, but she just didn't have the total picture. But I thank you for how your Holy Spirit works, Lord God, in such a way that you always point us back to you. So I pray that those under the sound of our voices this evening, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time zone they might find themselves watching or listening in, that you would let them know that the troubles that that they're going through in their lives that may be overwhelming to the degree that they just want to quit. Let them know, Lord God, that you are a God that can turn things around late in the midnight hour when it seems as though there's no hope. Let them know, Lord God, just like you did for Miss Q, just like you did for me, just like you did for those under the sound of my voice that are listening. You turn things around for us. You are a God that is faithful and just and merciful. So I pray, Lord God, that you would continue, Lord God, to speak, Lord God, through this podcast episode, even after it goes off the air tonight, that when it airs in the replay, that it will still have a resounding effect on anyone that will listen to it or watch it, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you with our whole heart, mind, body, and soul, and you are the source of our strength. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves, and help us to walk in humility. Lord God, give us a servant 
heart and give us a servant mindset. Search our hearts, Lord God, and use them, Lord God, totally for your will. Now, Lord God, we thank and we praise you for all that you're doing in our lives. Bless Miss Q and continue to enlarge her territory. These are these and all other blessings we ask in the sound, matchless name of Jesus. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank of you course. for joining us. Thanks Thank for being you a so special guest. Thank you so much for guest. having me. It yes, you're honor. welcome. You're welcome. Love you. Love you too. Stay in touch. Okay. I certainly will. Bye. Yes. Thank you, Ms. Q, for being our special guest this evening on the Lotus Flower Podcast, A Heart to Serve, Season 3, Episode 11. And we thank and praise the Lord that she was able to be with us all the way from Middleburg, Florida. Wow, all the way from Middleburg, Florida. And as we know, the podcast is airing not only here in the United States, but into other countries as well. So when you find yourself listening and or watching to the, this podcast, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. In doing so, you'll never miss an episode like this. The podcast, when it airs, it will drop live right into your inbox and you will be able to listen and or watch at that time. So be sure once again to like, comment, and to subscribe to the Lotus Flower Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening and we will be back with you once again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, streaming live here on the Lotus Flower Podcast. Have a blessed, sunshiny, and prosperous rest of the day. Bye-bye for now.